Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We're live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has this morning off. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready to wrap up the trading week. You can see we are set up for a higher open. Our roadmap this morning does start with, uh, well, trade volatility, of course. China and the U.S. uh, closing in on a phase one deal. President Trump reportedly signing off. But so far, no confirmation from China. Of course, we are going to get that 9.30 a.m. press conference. Stocks, uh, as you saw, look look to a higher open. Plus, don't worry about China iPhone weakness. Why one key analyst thinks Apple's China woes are, quote, overblown. And two big tech names are moving in opposite directions. Oracle is falling, this on a revenue miss. Adobe rallying on an earnings beat. We've also got Broadcom to get to, Costco, number of earnings this morning. Let's start, though, with the broader market. Investors are trying to digest conflicting headlines regarding U.S.-China trade. The Chinese Commerce Ministry is set to hold a news conference about a half hour from now. And, Jim, we don't have a heads up in terms of what they're going to discuss. Uh, in uh, whether or not we're going to learn about their view, as in, yes, we're all we're in or or not. Well, uh, let me echo something that our own Kayla Talshi said last night, which is basically you don't know where we are. I mean, it is in flux. Uh, at 5 a.m. it was X. At 7 it was that. At 8.30, a new view. Uh, but the one thing is certain, this story that made the rounds, that the president has put out that he'll roll back half the tariffs, and cancel the December tariffs, and that's the deal that the Chinese want. That's not, that story's false. You're hearing that that's it not true. False. Really, you're saying flat false. out, I heard you say it on Squawk Box as false. well. Your reporting indicates that is not the that's case. No, there's a lot, there could be a deal, but it's not that deal. That's what I'm saying. What what deal is it? In other words, they, what, there, there be, would be December 15th tariffs? No. Well, there could still be December 15th tariffs if the Chinese at 930 both. Okay, but you're talking about the rollback of the existing 360 billion. That's not on the table. And and so the idea that somehow the president is saying, here's what I'm offering, uh, I'm understanding that that's not the case. That doesn't mean there's not going to be a deal. I'm just saying that that grand comprehensive deal is not what's in play. Mm -hmm. What's in play is a deal that's not as big. Uh, and it's sometimes difficult to, for even the White House to understand how did a story get out there uh, that we're offering this when we're not. Uh, and so they're kind of baffled. I, I, bet, I bet a ton of money that, that that's All not right. the president's I, Listen, I, OK. I mean, your reporting says says otherwise. And right. obviously no, look, you've had a mean, lot I, of independent I'm reporting not, on this along right. the way. I'm not saying that there's that there's no deal. I'm just saying that you're not going to. It, the deal that the journal put in play is not the deal that I understand. Um, I think a deal is possible, but right, it's not going to be that. Right. Not gonna be I that mean, big. listen, oh my, we've talked about it for years now, uh, endlessly, to no apparent end. So here we are yet again. Right. And I don't uh, want to fool people. I mean, like, I, I think, like, look, to say that it's in flux is to say 
It's in flux. It's I'm not, there's no like, hey, look, David, during the commercial, I'm going to give you what's really happening. Because I didn't like that. It's yeah. not. I know. I know. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll just wait and see. You know, I, I don't know. I know how you feel about it in terms of Jim Cramer and your view on, I'm on nobody. China. I'm nobody. I apologize You probably are not happy with the idea of just getting larger farm purchases for whatever it is. All, but I'm nobody. I'm a TV guy whose father worked for companies that were wiped out by the Chinese. Okay, and I come in with a forty. You know, with a long. My father died after fifteen years of working for the Chinese and loved them. Uh, they were great to him, elderly. But I've analyzed his industry, so it's not like I'm like I woke up and I'm like, why did my dad go into with his boxers into the bedroom, close the door, and not come out? I actually figured it out and studied the industry for years, and it was just one of many industries they targeted. But that what I'm really saying here is is that we, uh, it's intellectual property, and it's. Uh, it's theft. Those are the issues the press is for. Fentanyl. Fent- I haven't heard anything about fentanyl. Oh, in this. believe me. In this phase one, is that oh, going no, to be? Oh, no, they just thought that there would be uh, a lot of arrests with fentanyl or have it. But, David, okay. that's what's in play. Uh, all right. What's the market going to do uh, at 930 if we get the Chinese assenting and saying, yep, we're, we feel as good about this as, uh, as was indicated well, the, yesterday by the president? The financials rally continues. The Caterpillar rally continues. The energy rally continues. The materials rally continues. Uh-huh. The FedEx Union Pacific rally continues. Uh, it's a lot then, of rallies. It's a lot of rallies. Yeah. Look, if, if you favor a deal, which I've said yes, I don't, but that's not the point. No. Whether the I point do or is not, not what your, what your yeah, it's own like, opinion is. It's like I, it. I favor the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, but I'm a realist, okay? I'm not going to say, like, therefore, let me tell you how it's going to happen. Uh, I think that right now there's momentum for a deal, but it's not for the deal that we've read in the papers. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that, that's why earnings well, are so this, this point that you're making may be a point of contention then, if it's true, and it therefore it could be that it is contention. It makes it less likely I decide, that they know, get look, to the finish line, Jim, anything. if there's an unwillingness on our part to roll back, as you well, say is the case. Well, again, I want uh, to make this point to our viewers at home, I, and I don't like to talk the, about the tariffs on but how we do reporting. Billion. But, you know, you spend a lot of time chasing stories that aren't true. And, and you think if there's going to be a rollback, you know that the market's going to love that because Wall Street I wants know. to deal because Wall Street is made up of people who are dollar signs represented by men. They do not care about what happens with the country. They just want to deal so stocks will go higher. Right. The president is not in that camp. I get you. And listen, as somebody who's done his fair share of reporting, this is a story that is extraordinarily you get that? hard. Talk. Go ahead. Just grab that. You I know, I'd like to. to and you would think that this person would actually know that I'm on television now. But, well, what, are you FaceTiming? But they don't. You FaceTime it, so I'll take care of it. So where's the um, camera on my own? But I would say uh, reporting on this is very, very difficult. Uh, Thank because, you. Because you have so many different people who claim to know things, oh. and they're, not everybody's on the same page, even when you think they should be. Yeah, so I mean, I that's guess, where we stand, which is why I'd rather just talk earnings Let's talk or about the UK earnings. election or anything else. Because at least UK there election, we can deal with man. things. I stayed that we up can... late for those results. Did you? Yeah, I did. I stayed up late. <laughs> well, because one guy has got like a dog and you know multiple families and stuff, and the other guy seems really boring. Um, which, was... which of the earnings this morning are you particularly happy and or sad about? Whether it's Adobe or Broadcom or Costco or... Uh, uh, well, Warren. first of all, I thought Costco was amazing. You did. Yeah, well, because Galanti is a hero of mine. He's the CFO. He says, by the way, the secret sea cucumbers in China sell sea cucumbers. I mean, he does that because he's like a Marx. He's like Groucho Marx on his calls. But he's so brilliant. And what he says is that they are seeing no inflation. 
they are seeing big time spending by consumers with big screen TVs, Apple products. Uh, one of the healthiest scenes he's ever seen. The tariffs next to meaningless. But remember, they have fewer SKUs, shopkeeping units, so they, what they do is they pivot or they do private label when they think that the tariffs have gotten too high. Mm-hmm. So, David, what I'm saying is, is that the second largest retailer, I'm not talking about some joker no, retailer. No, this is a very important retailer company in terms of its place no in the inflation, U.S. economy. No yep. inflation, great consumer, tariffs don't matter. <laughs> and you wonder why we got where we are. This is rich. This is Galanti. And Galanti is revered in the business. Yep. And he's so funny. Yep. Um, yeah, I study him. I parse every I mean, word he has to say because he's such a genius. Same store sales numbers are comparable store sales for the first quarter of what is their fiscal 2020, Jim, are pretty impressive. Very impressive. 4.7% well, for funny, 12 weeks, adjusted 5%. Canada up 2.9%. International, I mean, U.S. the strongest. Well, did you E-commerce, see? obviously. He, he made, by the way, they, there was an outage. I was talking to Lou Cerny last night. He does uh, New Relic. Yeah. I mean, that outage cost them a lot of money, but because... Uh, but just everybody should know that they are not a big online retailer. It's only about five percent of the business, so it didn't hurt, didn't affect them. But there were some unbelievable numbers in that call, David. You know where they really love Costco? Where? Shanghai. Get this number that Galanti gives us. Tell me. Okay. Um, we loved Apple. We sold so much Apple. Um, the average Costco in the world has somewhere in the mid to high sixty thousand member households. Okay. They have locations in other countries in Asia, which might be 100 to 120,000 after a few years, maybe even one or two years. This one is more than twice than that now in Shanghai. David, the biggest problem Costco has, long lines in Shanghai. It's a high-class problem, as 25 million people are waiting to join. There's, there's 100 million people who belong to Costco. The Costco model is loved in China so much, they can't, they're like literally trying to figure out how many Costcos they can put in Shanghai. They, Chinese love Costco. You know, they're still selling diamond rings there for a couple hundred thousand if you want to, like, spruce up your, your wife's wardrobe. Uh, I think I'll pass on that, but okay. thank you, for, uh, no thank you for, for that update. You want a Kirkland signature diamond ring. I got a guy. Um, Jim, uh, back to trade for a moment. Yeah. We do have a new tweet oh, no. from the president, Okay. and I want to share that with everybody. I haven't seen it myself, so let's just put it up here and we'll read it. Wall Street Journal story and the China deal is completely wrong especially their statement on tariffs. Um, I guess what this does say is uh, that the president maybe watches occasionally and is confirming, of course, my colleagues reporting here um, that we've been hearing for the last 10, 15 minutes or so. It's good to be right. It's good to be right. You know, I love... It's good to be right. I learned. When I used to break stories, which I don't as often, it was always yeah, great when you see... When you see it in print, even though you knew it was right, it's even be though you knew you were 100 percent right, I know it's right. Better be the Ravens still always the said, "Did I hear something wrong? Was it really not it's Disney that's buying?" It's good to be right. What the hell? I mean, um, I'm in this business for a long time. I covered what, uh, FSU for a while. We watched the futures now. I can now. cover anything. We watched the futures starting to decline. Uh, can we talk that, about Oracle on that tweet? Yes, let's talk about Oracle. I am telling you that this company is being confused with a company that doesn't have a lot of growth. And not doing well. Larry Ellison, Safra Cats, you know, I've always been a huge fan of. Safra Cats, by the way, now the 
sole CEO of the and, company, and, and, and the company did say, Ellison did indicate, they're not going back to a dual right. CEO, passing, of course, of Mark Hurd, right. uh, I, which he shared the CEO duties with uh, Ms. Katz. She I, will be the sole CEO. And I very much miss Mark, because Mark's a competitor. Yeah. Uh, so proud of Safra, because she just stuck with it. They did a great job. But, but you've but, talked about them being vulnerable, Jim. Well, what they're doing, uh, yes. Uh, they're pivoting, though. They have identified who's really weak. They've identified that SAP is somebody they can come after hard for mm-hmm. enterprise resource planning. And I know, and Neil Bush may not want to hear this, but they have. this is the most I've ever heard them go against Workday. But they have a product. They have a product, autonomous database that patches itself. So they've got enterprise ERP, which Salesforce doesn't have. They have human capital management, which they think they can take from from Workday. And they have this autonomous database product that patches itself. What I'm saying is is that they, they, they are that Ellison has got some niches that he's going to blow into big businesses. And it's a cheap stock. They buy back stock endlessly. Listen, Larry Ellison, talk gigantic. about a competitor and somebody who has, through the, through the years, always shown that they can change when necessary and meet, and that, meet the changes that are taking place in their business effectively. And it's that's Oracle. What, so. And that's what the analysts are missing. Now, I had Edwards Life Sciences on last week. This is one of the most intelligent companies in the world. They, make, they really make it so your heart's going to last longer. They, yep. they, they came up with a product that makes it so they don't have to tr- uh, crack the chest cavity to get to your heart. Edwards Life Sciences, is, is a, when, I, when I met with them, I think they're the most incredibly great technology. They go with the ERP, they go Enterprise Resource Planning, Oracle. Right. They can go with anybody. Right. Yeah, the list, of, and I mentioned it because there's a list of, te- of maybe 30 companies that Ellison talks about. Ellison's, not that he ever left, but to go up against, I mean, I know. Yeah, Mark Benioff does loves Ellison, I mean, loves him, reveres him because he's so competitive. And I think Ellison's laying out a great strategy here of them returning to dominance in certain in certain areas. Of which he may say, "Listen, we never lost that dominance." But I'm saying that I would not sell Oracle here. I'd be a buyer. Okay, um, we've still got Adobe to get to. Oh, we've man, still got Broadcom, which I, I got a great I, I line on to. Broadcom. Okay, you just hold off because uh, I want to kind of recap what's happened here in the last 15 minutes. Okay. We'll take a quick break. Um, we started the hour, of course, talking about the possibility of a China trade deal. Jim's reporting had indicated that these reports of a rollback in existing tariffs as being part of that said deal was incorrect. And moments ago, uh, the president um, backing up Jim's reporting, saying the Wall Street Journal story on the China deal is completely wrong, especially their statement on tariffs. The question, of course, then becomes... What are we going to hear from the Chinese 16 minutes from now? Right. Because if, in fact, we are unwilling to roll back tariffs, as appears to be the case, and we understand that perhaps that has been a key part of what the Chinese are looking for, because, remember, they want it to be a win-win, we'll see. Maybe yeah. we're not as close to a potential that's, deal that's kind of as we thought. All right. um, let's take a break. Uh, we'll keep an eye, of course, on the S&P. You saw it did reverse course based on... Jim's reporting and the president's tweeting. Uh, let's uh, get to a mad dash from Jim as well. We got a half hour. Uh, have, we got 15 minutes, so we get to an opening bell here. Should prove to be an interesting one. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. 
Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash as we count you down to uh, the opening bell and to that uh, press conference from the Chinese. I think it's 9.30 p.m. Uh, in China. Don't know what we're going to hear. But uh, more earnings to digest. Broadcom is a feature for your mad dash. Everyone's all over the place in Broadcom. And as the call went on, the stock was up 10. Then it went down 2. Then it went up 3. It was hanging on every word of Hock Tan's. I think these people should step away and understand. Hock Tan made that pivot when he bought CA. The CA deal is working. The problem is people don't understand how well the Symantec deals work. Now, Rick Hill sold him. You know, I think that Rick is driven. Rick Hill sold them this part of Symantec that they really need to do a major reorg for. And the reason why uh, this was a defensive call was that there is just not enough known about Symantec, and people are very negative on Symantec. And I think that that's wrong. Hocktan will solve it. In the meantime, Cisco came at them with both barrels the day before. Cisco is a very big customer, but Cisco is offering exactly the same silicon that they're offering. So there was a Cisco post that Hawk couldn't answer, and there was a broader question of how good Symantec is. Well, Take it all away. What the about the acceleration well. of the chip business? I mean, yes, that's thank a, you. Right. The networking business is what matters. Yeah. And it's doing well. And the sideshows got in the way of the story. Have they gotten past, though, earlier this year? Obviously, they had yes, a lower targets because of Huawei. And, and I think that people should step back. And if they're looking at, at Broadcom, they should step back and say, I, I don't worry about what Hawk Tan's going to do semantic. Rick Hill did not sell him a bag, a bag of hammers, and Hawk's very smart. The CA deal was fantastic, okay? The gross margins are terrific. What I liked about this was that the analysts are baffled, which is where the opportunity comes in to buy the stock. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on those yeah. shares, but and, you uh, believe uh, if you they're know, down today, it's a worthwhile time to actually yeah, step well, in. Yeah, because Rick Hill, I know Rick was not happy with the way Symantec was being run. Right. But Hawk Tan's, he, he's, David, every one of these, of these deals that he's, that he's come in and bought, he's never been happy with how the companies were. Right. He sees them not as they are, but as they will be. Bet, bet with Hawk Tan, right here, right now. Networking strong. It's interesting, of course. Uh, China has figured so prominently in Broadcom in terms of what they can sell in or not. And Huawei, we mentioned, there's a look at the room where the press conference will take place about 10 minutes from now, we're told. Chinese officials will offer their first comment uh, on these talks fluid. Uh, with the U.S. Fluid. fluid. Yesterday, things seemed very positive. Our market, of course, reflected that. Jim mentioned all the different sectors that might move up. Were we to get confirmation that a deal is close? His reporting, however, indicated that there was an unwillingness on the part of the U.S. to actually roll back existing tariffs on some $360 billion worth of Chinese imports. Uh, those tariffs, by the way, are between 15 and 20 depending on what you're talking about. The president confirming Jim's reporting moments ago. We'll see what the Chinese have to say, Jim. Uh, While we wait, let's keep talking earnings. Um, You mentioned Broadcom. Adobe. Uh, You had... Shantanu on your show, was it last night, I believe, Yeah, Shantanu Ryan is a man who is, uh, basically, his theme is everybody everybody has a story to tell. But in reality, uh, when you see what Adobe's doing with its $11 billion in sales, whether it be in uh, how to design websites, the e-commerce of websites, there's two acquisitions you made, Magento and Marketo, really working now. There were people were questioning it. Uh, there were some stories this morning about how well the retail market is. The e-commerce retail market is measured by him, and it, it's incredibly strong. David, they have a suite of new products 
it's called Fresco, that are just amazing. They do artificial intelligence, predicting how different companies are going to do in retail. I don't know. They, David, they've got some offerings. And you know what's the most, the most on-fire one? Tell me. The old document business. Really? Yes! The document business being accelerated out of nowhere. People still go into uh, Adobe Photoshop. You know, I mean, it is more or less new highs for Adobe. Oh, the it's, parabolic it is move, of course, in terms of between 16 and 2018. Well, David, it's still going north of 20%. How many companies have 11 billion in sales that are going north of 20? That's the holy grail. That's the Salesforce yeah. issue. It's why I continue to believe and have been steadfast in Adobe since it was at 50. That you want to own it's, the stock. It's funny, Jim. I can remember when it figured into my world a bit in terms of could anybody ever buy it? Would right. Microsoft step up? It, now it's just too big. No, it's a $148 billion no, no, market cap company going higher. You throw a premium on that, it'd be the biggest deal of all time by far. Nobody's, there's hardly anybody can do it. It's on the prowl challenging Salesforce. Now, one time, uh, Salesforce and uh, Adobe were closer. They're not as close now because they compete. Yeah, well, Adobe's got a larger market cap than Salesforce. Amazing. Um, you spoke that to, as you said, you spoke to Shantanu last night. You did talk to him as well about China trade. Here's what he had to say. We're all for uh, making sure that economic uh, boundaries uh, don't exist and that people can uh, conduct trade fairly. Uh, But we have so much opportunity. Uh, We are not overly concerned with what's happening in China and the trade war specifically right now. True. They have so much business. Uh, I don't know. Every one of these companies, when you're on, on the call... Uh, for Costco and their website was down, uh, uh, you immediately start thinking, okay, uh, how important it is to have this thing up every minute and who designs these sites and who makes them. It's Adobe. You can make your company look like Walmart right. with Adobe products. David, their products, it's one of these stories, not unlike NVIDIA. You have to use their products to know how great they are. Right. And I bet you your, I bet you your kids use their products. My kids do. I mean, um, and I'm, then they I'm teach fairly me how, certain that they, they teach do. me how I can make something that looks better yep. than, than anything that was made in Mad Men when he was on the tobacco account. That was a good episode. Episodes. Yes. Um, Jim, again, uh, just to reiterate for our viewers, we're seven, six minutes away potentially from the start of that press conference in China where okay. we potentially will learn actually learn something here about where things stand between the U.S. and China given all of the different um, stories that we've heard in the last, let's call it, 48 hours, but 24 to 48 hours. There's a look at some of the picks that you have, Jim, Those are if, in fact, we get a deal. Explain right. this to me. Okay, so uh, starting from the left, uh, the phase one is supposed to be our banks being able to be a little more unfettered in China, so you want to own uh, those are the credit cards. American Express is the one that's been in the queue for the longest. MasterCard's there. Visa's always said it's good. MasterCard and Visa really always supposed to be making a lot of money. Goldman, because that's one of their areas they want to grow, so does Bank of America. Uh, J.P. Morgan, I'm sticking with just because they have probably the best brand name there. As City's next. They had Apple, of course, we all know. That's yesterday. Uh, yesterday's business. The rest of the yeah. companies are, are largely 5G or Internet of Things that have big stakes in China. Easy ones, Caterpillar, Honeywell. By the way, Cummins met with the president yesterday. Uh, Mattel is about, you know, Mattel and Hasbro are the ones that have this weekend on the line because it's toy tariffs. Yeah. I say buy Mattel because Mattel's further along in getting out of China than Hasbro. Okay. Uh, and then people still think Home Depot's quite levered. I'm not as much. Uh, Target, quite levered, not as much, but they have something at stake. Walmart does too. Dollar Tree got hurt. 
Dollar Tree got hurt by tariffs, so that one can bounce back. FedEx at its trough. Union Pacific met with the president yesterday. Bingo. That is quite a list. Thank well, you. we're going to get an answer, maybe, uh, in terms of getting a much better sense as to where things stand. A few minutes from now, let's take a quick break right here on Squawk on the Street. We're back with an opening bell and an important press conference. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Same word. You're watching CNBC Squawk in the Street. We're live from the financial capital of the world. We've got an opening bell a little, uh, little more than two minutes from now. I did want to share some news as well from our parent company, Comcast, or news about Comcast uh, and NBC Universal. Steve Burke, uh, who uh, for the last eight years, of course, has uh, led NBC Universal, uh, been a part of Comcast for a very long period of time, of course, is really the number two to Brian Roberts. Will be stepping down when his contract expires in August, reports say NBC Universal Film and Entertainment Chairman Jeff Schell is going to succeed him, although that has not been confirmed. Uh, our partners at CNBC.com are reporting this as well. Um, that uh, Mr. Burke does plan to step down when his contract expires. Uh, there's a look at, uh, at Jeff Schell. Um, Burke, one of the most highly respected uh, executives in the entertainment business, NBC Universal, of course, joined uh, Comcast in 1998, had been a Disney executive for some time, as, as you know, Jim, as well. Uh, only, yeah. He's only 61, but, you know, uh, he's somebody who certainly is uh, well aware that there's a lot to life beyond he said the that executive he, suite. If he had his own way, he'd be at uh, Run Chalk and Run Children's Hospital Philadelphia. He's a great hero yeah. for many of us. Also, a very significant board member, uh, both uh, at Berkshire Hathaway uh, and at J.P. Morgan. His a longtime very close friend, of course, Jamie Dimon. They went to business school together. Uh, no word on plans there in terms of I would assume he's going to continue, but that's pure conjecture on my part. Um, but 
never uh, always been uncomfortable to talk about your boss. I know this appears to be this appears to be true. Uh, Don't have a lot of details in terms of uh, his decision. Why? Why now? Again, early in his 61, he's in his early 60s. But uh, that's a significant transition in the media business that's going to be taking place potentially sometime this summer. It's it's difficult to talk about it. I I've known him for years and years and yeah. years, and he, what am I going to tell you? He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, Gretchen's great. I mean, you know, it's like a he's like a, his family's great. Um, there's the opening bell, by the way. <laughs> we can try. We can try. He's got, he, he's got so much more to do, but he has so much more to do. He's always said in every profile, he wants to do so much more for charity. He wants to do so much more no, for there's children. A lot of, there's a lot of chapters to life, Jim. Not I just know. one. You might want to think about that, although I don't want you going anywhere. That was, the, uh, of course, the opening bell you heard. There's the real-time exchange back at our headquarters. By the way, here at the big board celebrating its IPO today, One Connect, that's Intelligy technology as a service platform for financial institutions in in China over at the Nasdaq Sprout social provider of social media analytics. Um, let's get to Unisune in China uh, where it is 10.30 at night. She's got some information for us on this upcoming press conference. Eunice. Thanks so much, guys. Well, you know, that 1030 presser was actually just delayed by half an hour. Uh, There are going to be uh, several important uh, members of the trade negotiating team there, in particular, the vice finance minister, Liao Min, who has been heading up the working level discussions, um, taking over for uh, Wang Shouwen, who is the vice commerce minister who had been taking the lead. Also very important, uh, these two uh, gentlemen, and uh, they are going to be discussing the progress that's been made in these negotiations. Now, uh, beforehand, the uh, Commerce Ministry had actually contacted um, several journalists, including us, asking whether or not we had any questions uh, for um, for uh, any potential briefing. At that time, they wouldn't confirm anything, but um, we had asked whether or not President Xi Jinping would accept uh, the, the trade agreement that was put forth by the Trump administration. Um, but um, as of yet, we, we're going to hear, um, you know, uh, an answer hopefully to that, as well as to anything else that that uh, the Chinese uh, feel that, that they need to uh, um, um, uh, get, uh, tell people at this time. All right. Um, Eunice, we're going to be standing by to try and find out what it is they're actually going to tell us in terms of updating us on that progress. Uh, Eunice Yoon for us. Of course, 10.30 was when it was scheduled. Now, 11 p.m. local time, uh, 10 10 a.m. here in the the States. That's why I didn't really like the certainty of the stories last night, because there are many different and conflicting constituencies. But the one thing that was changed was that the president never said that they want to deal and we want to deal at the exact same time. That was the tweet. Yes, yesterday, around think, this time, okay, that yes. was very positive. Yeah, no one, uh, like both sides want a deal. Both sides do want a deal, I but the fact men. that this meeting is delayed 30 minutes it is just endemic of what's going on. Because there's just many, many voices. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you hear some more applause here, of course, for that uh, Chinese IPO. Those have been down you know, j- yesterday. Uh, Bob, it's some very sobering numbers, Bob Sonny, about how the average one down, uh, what, uh, high teats. So be careful in the Chinese deals. Be very careful. All right, we went over 
all the major earnings, I think. You know, we, you mentioned Apple a bit. Yesterday, the feature, of course, was this note from CS, uh, at least uh, putting out there the possibility that China sales had slowed dramatically. You get uh, defense this morning from Morgan Stanley. Yeah, that was important to defense. Katie Huberty saying, we'd caution extrapolating China iPhone data points, which, by the way, is also something you were saying yesterday. Right. Well, look, I, you know, she's hers. She's comes from the school of, of uh, don't let the uh, facts, yeah, you know, be pursued. You know what I mean, David? Yes. The facts get in the way of a lot of people's negativity. Now, I went over the last ten pieces that that gentleman did from Credit Suisse. You know, he kept that price target down below. Never really made your money. Not, not denigrating his work as much as to say that. He does quality work, but it's not produced necessarily what the stock has done. Right. And when it comes to China and Apple, there are so many cross currents there, too. It's just, again, I said this yesterday also. I can remember so many similar times when we looked at numbers that looked bad and then they weren't worn out. And uh, the previous piece that he had put out was that they're becoming a decline, but it wasn't a real trend. And then the next piece is it's a, you know, it was very trend-like. Katie Ubri saying not a trend. I'm going with the idea that if you keep trading this, all you do is lose money. Right. You just, just keep losing money. Just own it. You have told people throughout to own it. Uh, and uh, Apple's performance has been nothing short of shocking this year, up 72%. And how many times did people say, time to get out, time to get out, time to trade it? And the, the, the Credit Suisse piece uh, was one of those pieces. It was just you know, Well, it was down yesterday briefly and then well, rebounded I mean, got, on all the trades. The timing right. was, you know, obviously didn't count on the idea of the tweet that rocked the world. Right. Um, Oh, God, a lot of different things as we wait this 10 o'clock press conference. So many things to hit. You know, can I can I go back to one of my subjects? Would you mind if I hit Ledger and Testimony? No, no, please do, because I continue. uh, All my 5G guys are saying, do you have a line on what the court's going to do? In the um, T-Mobile Sprint versus the state's AG's case occurring uh, not far up the street here on Pearl Street, Judge Marrero's court. you know, what I can tell you, and you've heard it from others as well, is they're still talking about trying to settle it with the state AGs. Not clear right. how that can't really I don't really have a lot of detail on whether they've made progress. That's not something unexpected. Judges oftentimes are like, come on guys, can't you just figure this out? You're really gonna take up all the time. But they're already halfway through the trial practically. Yesterday Ledger was on the stand. Um, defending the merger, of course, right, right. saying, uh, amongst other things, we want to merge. We're no longer in a capacity to grow the customers that we have. Basically making the case that together they're going to be able to offer a much better product, still be incredibly competitive on price, and be able to move aggressively on 5G. All the things that we have heard for a year and a half now. I find that what uh, there are many people, I think, who are very simply would say, Look, the more competitors we have, the lower our bill is. We never really had a president who wants a national policy that, tran- that, that actually trumps, so to speak, the desires of individuals. And the national policy to win in 5G says you have to let this deal go through. I don't think there's really a lot of doubt that your price, that the only reason why you would think that your price might go up yeah. um, is if Sprint fails. And then there's only three. 
that's a real concern is right. not talked about enough. And that's, no, that's a question. You know, I've reported on the possibility, of course, of a price renegotiation down, but that also has optics that come along with it because, of course, they're claimed that Sprint's business has been impacted. It makes people wonder what would happen. Um, it's, it's unique in so many ways. A, we can't remember a time when the DOJ has signed off on a deal and the states have gone to court to oppose a DOJ approval. Right. Uh, is and then, the one, I mean, credit card? I'm, you know, I, I'm I don't to know. Move. You know, I've tried. And then you've got, and by the way, typically, though, four to three, four to three. I mean, it, it raises right. when you when you talk about these, these, these measures they do to sort of measure anti-competitiveness, HHI. Oftentimes, it just gets blocked. Uh, and then I can't remember a deal where there was no merger agreement anymore. This, they don't have one. Now, they don't have a breakup fee. They don't have, you know, but there's, it's expired. Does anyone, does anyone argue in any of these briefs, look at our balance sheet at Sprint. We cannot stay alone. We have to merge. Does it's, anyone you know, say that? No, I don't think they've that's come the, out. But that's fundamental. You know, I've got to look at I have not been in the courtroom, and so we're relying on, obviously, transcripts and things of that nature. But, no. Uh, next week's going to be interesting. Uh, you're going to have Charlie Ergen hit the stand, and, and that will be interesting testimony because, of course, some of this is dependent upon the perception that will DISH truly be a nationwide 5G competitor, therefore the fourth competitor. Also, part of it is dependent on the view of Charter and Comcast, our parent company. They're used to these MVNOs with Verizon's capacity. Are they becoming a true competitor in wireless? So we're keeping a close eye on that, uh, Jim. Keeping a close eye on the overall market as well. We're, you know, off the lows already. Sarepta, Counting down great. to that uh, press conference on, uh, 20 uh, minutes from now. Sarepta, terrific, worth pointing out. Yep. Um, I also think that uh, there are... There continues to be, David, ridiculous trading in so many material stocks, believing that we're going to have an instant turnaround in the economy. Do you know how many people have told me to buy Freeport in the last five minutes? They went, Jim, why don't you talk about Freeport? Freeport. So understand that the deep cyclicals are very much in favor right here because people feel there will be something. Why Freeport? Why, why explain Dr. it to Copper. Me? Right. Just because if... But it's, it's a parody. It's a parody. We have so few pure industrial companies left yeah. that they all, that's the one they turn to. And by the way, Alcoa's not doing, you know, aluminum prices aren't going up, but people want to buy, the big, the big hedge funds yep. want you to buy trade FCX. That's the favorite. And I find it fatuous, David. It's fatuous. Don't trade, own. And this, kind, this stock's the hottest stock right now in the stock shift. And I think it's just insane. Take a look. Of course, I can remember, it's years ago now when we were talking about financial viability of this company, given its debt load, given its, uh, uh, a handful of very poorly chosen deals. But when people think it's such a th- shame, I mean, I understand. We just don't have a lot of big industrial companies. You know, we used to, we used to be, we could trade I, AMAX, AK Steel, but no, that now that's going to merge, right? Right. With, with Cliffs. Uh, Freeport, we had, used to have Phelps Dodge, we had Reynolds, we had Bethlehem Steel. We had major industrial companies, and I don't think people realize, but they don't exist. When you're saying industrial here, I don't want to confuse people with, you're not saying GE, you're saying more of those commodity-based. Commodity-based. Yeah. And people want to play commodity-based, so they always say to me, Jim, the commodity, the commodity complex is going up, you should be pushing Freeport. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not pushing anything. But second, this is what our country's devolved to. We have one. <laughs> we have one. Freeport. You know, we got a lot of technology companies, a lot. 
You know what? I, let me give you a little. A lot. Can I just get existential with you for a second? Yeah, like always. A, I like that. Years? I like that. Okay, so sure. when, I was, do, when I was going up in the early years of my trading, there was a company called Phelps Dodge, predecessor. I remember it. Symbol was pay PD. You hit a PD now and you get pager duty, which is a wireless applications company. Right. Doesn't that say everything? That says it all. PD used to be one of the largest, best copper mine where all you got your all your pennies, and now PD is a pager duty company. There it is, pager duty. Um, Not that great a chart. Speaking of healthcare, which we haven't talked about at all, that's a, just kidding. Uh, you've been focused on Avi's uh, acquisition of Allergan. Oh my God, it's so it's so what it's so the CGRP pill is going to be approved in Q1. Uh, and I did want to provide an update there because a number of investors are watching for when the close will be. You know, there's a divestiture package, really only two products. Uh, what we're talking about from Allergan uh, to get this thing approved by the FTC and the Which like. Are, what are we doing? From Which what ones? I'm hearing is, you, you know, you may see something as soon as early January on that uh, approvals. They're very very close, but, but you're it, moving into the holiday season. But so what will Allergan? What will they might divest? Because there's some that. I don't want them to divest. Um, I'm not certain on the names of the uh, of the of the products. Um, one marketed, one pipeline. Not sure. Um, well, you need Botox, and you don't want CGRP. No, it's not going to. It's not going to be. Well, there's there's an eye line. It's relatively. There's an, uh, there's an eye. Uh, gl- uh, small. Um, but coma line that I, I, they I can mentioned lose. it, Jim, because there has been a bit of a spread in the deal. Uh, we are looking for what I'm told by people familiar. Uh, mid to late February close. That's fine. Yeah. And it'll be right in time for the blockbuster CTRP pill and for the uh, broadening of uh, 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 David. What? Leanne's asking me. I have something. I don't know what I have. Oh, I have the name of the companies. Oh. I'm told. Well, when we come back, one, after the commercial's over, Thank you, though, can we Jim. talk about it? Oh, this is great. Really got it going. We have here. cheering here. Chinese cheering. Good. Uh, ahead of, of course, the planned uh, the planned uh, press are, conference 17 minutes from now. I'm going to get the name of the of the things. Thanks to my producer who's here yelling at me okay, so, that I can't even read things that are in front right, of my so face. So what's going on today? The Morgan Stanley note on Apple is yes. trumping the Credit Suisse note. Yes. People do not believe that Hock Tan knows what he's doing when he's buying this broad, uh, buying Symantec. They're thinking that, that he got pantsed by the company. He didn't. He did a lot of due diligence, okay? So let's let's not just think that he's just some sort of babe in the woods. You know, Pac. And then Costco, you're getting your chance. There was no guide down. That's just more fatuous. There was no guide. Algos. No guide down. There was no guide down. It was you said the same thing about Lululemon the other it was day. A beautiful. And the way that the algorithms view the releases and misunderstand. By the way, Matthew Boss, who likes Lulu, yeah. he's telling you to buy Levi's. That's right. a very big gutsy call. L-E-V-I. That's your friend Chip Berg. You, you own it. I do. I do. I haven't spoken to Chip in a while. Uh, Chip's also involved, obviously, as, as the uh, oh, he's the chairman. Direct, yeah, at HP. But at 17, I went to visit them, and I, I hated the stock at 24. When it got to 17, I said, you got to buy. I'm sticking by that. All right, let's get, uh, let's get back to the uh, broader market here and check in with Bob Bassani as well. He's got a lot more on what's moving this morning. Bob. And what's moving is, uh, well, we're not sure. We're waiting for the press conference. The question is, tariffs delayed, existing tariffs reduced. That's the question. That's what's going to move the market, and we just don't know. You want to see what's going on. Mid-morning here, we saw a big, uh, modest drop here in the markets. Uh, some uncertainty about whether we were going to actually get tariffs, existing tariffs reduced. And here you had the, the whole uh, discussion with... Uh, Dave and Jim here, uh, 
just pre-open. We also moved to the downside. So if you look at the sectors, all the trade-related names are flat to down slightly. So your industrials, banks, retail, uh, semiconductor. Semis just moved in positive. They were negative early on. So all of this is waiting for clarifications. Big debate in the last 24 hours amongst the bulls and bears about 2020 earnings. And that's ultimately what we're dealing with here at CNBC and the stock market. The bulls are trying to make an argument that clarity around a number of issues is going to help the 2020 earnings situation. So just put up here uh, what's been going on here. The Fed, of course, is now neutral. So we have a monetary policy accommodative. Rates are lower. Definitely a positive. Late, uh, with the Brexit story, the bulls are pushing. Don't think Brexit. Think labor defeat. And that's a real positive for the market. I'll show you some stocks rallying on labor defeat. Less regulation over in the UK. Trade deal, a tariff truce, the prospects of not having to pay Additional tariffs into 2020 would be a positive overall. What's missing here is a clear bottom in global growth. But if you can get better signs, that's why we watch all these big global industrial numbers around the world. If you can get some clarity here, you know what all this argues for? Multiple expansion. You could deal with 17 and a half, 18, where we are now, forward earnings, and say that's very comfortable with this kind of, uh, of clarity that you've got in the market. So uh, a real debate going on right here. Just take a look at some of these U.K. stocks that are moving. You see things like banks moving, and you see things like utilities moving. Banks, banks, utilities, what do they have in common? Heavily regulated. Labor defeat helps these kinds of companies very well, particularly those bank stocks. Let's move on here. China's at the, uh, the heart of all this. We've got a big China IPO. Uh, today that's been all over the place. Really quite remarkable. This is one connect. They manage, they do management tools for financial firms. It's, that's not the point about all of this. The point was 31.2 million shares, $10 here. Prior range, look at this, 36 million at 12 to 14. This was all over the place. They practically cut it in half. Then the, uh, yesterday they raised it a little bit here. So uh, a little better. Indications right now, I see it's right over there, 10 to 10.50 right now. We'll keep an eye on that and see what's going on. But it's been a just ugly year for China IPOs. Remember, the average IPO in the U.S. is probably up 20% or so. The average one that's gone this year. Year to date, we have 22 China IPOs. 2018, we have 35. But the average return this year for a China IPO down 18%. Average IPO U.S. here, U.S.-based IPO, up about 20%. That is a startling difference overall, and that's a big issue for the markets right now. So just take a look here, finally, uh, about what's been hurting them. Slowing growth in China, trade tensions here, overall poor performance, that doesn't help things, and tighter regulatory oversight. NASDAQ has tightened things up a little bit about the regulations around these IPOs. And the bottom line is when you get a company like an Alibaba that has now got a listing over in Hong Kong as well, you're going to see some pressure, David, I think, next year if this keeps up. A lot of those companies that are trying to come here to raise money may well try to do it just in Hong Kong if they can. David, back to you. Well, that would, yeah, something the NYC probably doesn't want to think about. Bob, thank you. Bob Bassani. Let's head to the bond pits now. Check in with Rick Santelli. He is, as always, at the CME Group in Chicago. Morning, David. You know, yesterday I made a big deal at the 30-year auction was an A-plus, and it really shouldn't have been shocking. We're all looking for a really wild, solid, good 30-year auction. Why? Because the price dropped precipitously before the auction. And if you think about the breadth of the moves yesterday and the statistical probability that such a move like that would happen on the day of the auction, well, of course, it cuts down those uh, numbers to lower possibilities. So everything lined up, bought a big concession, and guess what? They were right. Yields are lower today. Look at a one week of twos. 
pay particularly close attention to how we're approaching 170. And here we are, kind of back where we've been doing all our trading. We're down four on the day, unchanged on the week. Look at one week of tens, down three on the day, still up two on the week. But that also gets into the mid-190s and failed again. Open the chart up to October, and you can see, yes, we failed there right after the last meeting, after about five sessions. And finally, let's look overseas. The guilt not only participated in the same moves as our markets did, because we were the leader of that move with regard to the trade possibilities, but they also had the election. So 83 basis points you see on that one-week chart, it definitely moved up. Look at a one-week chart of the pound versus the dollar. It's going to close at the highest level since mid-July. There's another foreign exchange market that's going to close at the significant levels from July, but at the lowest levels since July. And that, of course, is the dollar index, which has lost the 97 handle. And it really is the biggest casualty of this week thus far. David, Jim, back to you. Okay, thank you, Rick Santelli, with the Bond Report. Still to come, of course, we're going to get uh, a lot more detail, perhaps, on what's going on with the talks between China and the U.S. regarding a new trade deal. Chinese officials are set to hold a news conference at the top of the hour. We'll squawk on the street when we return. Originally scheduled to begin at 10.30 local time, p.m. in China. Now 11 p.m., 10 o'clock here, that important press conference involving China trade. We're back with Stop Trading with Jim. Welcome back. Let's uh, squeeze in a quick Stop Trading AMD. Number one stock performing, S&P. Wow. Lisa Sue. All I can tell you is, is that, yes, indeed, there is some more delays in some Intel chips, but she's got faster chips. They would probably get the orders anyway. Uh, stay along the stock. I know I've been a champion for um, uh, for the last 40 points because Lisa's amazing, and I'm not backing away one bit. She's got superior products. Stop worrying about whether Intel can make it or not. Start looking at their products. They're the best. It's been a great Remember, call. she's an engineer by trade. Jim, uh, what's uh, Friday night feature okay, on Mad Money? Very red-hot stock. Anna Plan, Frank Calderoni, uh, used to be at uh, Cisco, does a good job there. Uh, Biohaven, you know how much I care about these companies that may be doing work on migraine and uh, a lot of other things. And Centene, stock has just gone sky high ever since Elizabeth Warren decided that we're not going to go single pair. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.